verses, verse 6 and 7. We're going to preach now. Isaiah 9, verse 6 and 7. Pick up where we left off on Wednesday night. We started here Wednesday night. I receive it. Now that word might not have been for you, but your neighbor sitting next to you, they may not be saying anything. They may be doing everything they can to keep their composure, but they, because they know it's tight. <laughs> they might be dressed real pretty today, but it's tight. Thus says the Lord. You're being a flower. He woke me up with that, Lamika. Been a flower. Been a flower. <laughs> no cook. Tell your neighbor, you're not going to run out. <laughs> Thus says the Lord. Don't be holding back. You're not going to run out. I remember a few years ago, on, Christmas time, my wife and I and the kids, we were, we were in Orlando. We were at a, at a Kenneth Copeland uh, uh, faith meeting, and we were, we were broke as Cooter Brown. You know, y'all know what I mean when I say broke? I mean no money. We were only there because the church had said, well, y'all need a trip. Go get away over in Orlando and get, sit down and hear some faith teaching. Nothing. Nothing. We, we survived off checkers that weekend. When I say survive checkers, I mean all five of us sharing a 20-piece. Uh, them chicken wings came out. Remember that? All five of us. That's how we were surviving. So don't tell me about being broke. I don't want to hear none of your little sob stories. I've been there. I know it. I remember that year, we were like, Christmas tree, Christmas gifts. What are you talking about? We ain't no tree. We went and found a little raggedy tree. It was like the Charlie Brown, Charlie Brown tree. It's already dead. But we brought that dead tree right in our house. And here's why. Because we all we were there. We're standing there, and this woman of God walks up. We have no clue who she is. Never met her. Wouldn't know if she was standing right here in this church right now. At least I wouldn't. And she walked up to us and said, The Lord told me to tell you, that this Christmas, everything those children want, you get them. They're going to have everything they want this Christmas. Isaiah 9, 6 and 7. And they did. Not because of our ability, but because thus says the Lord. So whoever you are today, please listen to what I'm telling you. Thus says the Lord. 
He's not going to let you run out. It's not going to let it happen. All right, let's read this. Isaiah 9, 6, and 7. Hallelujah. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy, Jasmine. I'm happy. Praise God. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful. Counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice. From that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. I want to continue what I began Wednesday night. Jesus, Prince of Prosperity. Jesus, Prince of Prosperity. Father God, we're so thankful to you for your goodness and your love. Thankful for your gift of Jesus, the gift of peace, the gift of salvation, the gift of righteousness, and the gift of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Father, that all of all you've given us, God, we are learning more and more by faith how to uh, receive and how to walk in the fullness of what you provided. Now, today, speak, Lord, for your servants. We hear and we will obey. We'll grab hold of everything that you say. Our faith reaches up to you today to grab the revelation that comes. So let it come freely. Think through me and speak through me, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. and amen. Glory to God. Now, we've been looking at Romans 14, 17. I'm going to go very quickly in review. If you've not been here the last few weeks, welcome to you, first of all. Uh, but you're, I, I, I uh, submit to you, go back on our YouTube uh, page, our Facebook, on our SoundCloud, go on our website. All of our messages that, are, that we preach are posted online free of charge. You don't have to pay anything. Amen. Just go and listen and watch as long and as many times as you can and try to fully absorb everything God says to us. Amen? Amen? So I'll move quickly here. Romans 14, 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not meat or drink, not eating and drinking, but it's righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit or in the Holy Ghost. So righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, I've been calling that heaven's reality. Right? So God wants us to enjoy heaven's reality. And we've been, we've been poking around this area here, especially of peace. Peace. When I'm talking about peace this morning, I'm not talking about this peace that people talk about, you know, when you're going through hard times and I can still sleep at night. That's good. That's part of it. That's real. That's, that's, that's beneficial. You want that. When all hell's breaking loose and you can still sleep, that kind of peace, you want that. That tranquility, that serenity, you want that. But we're going beyond that. We're going into that word peace, what it, what it means uh, in, in a greater dimension, uh, the, the Greek word irene which talks about sound, or talks about safety rather, security, about prosperity and felicity. That word felicity 
is a SAT word for happiness. Yes. Right? Yeah. Uh, felicity. Feliz in Spanish. Feliz. Feliz Navidad. Da, 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 da. Feliz. Keep going. You fell apart right about there. I knew it. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Right. So Felice, happiness. All right, Mary. And that word, so Felicity, to be Mary is part of peace. So then we looked at John 14 and verse 27. Jesus, who is our gift, said, I'm going to leave you a gift. He said, peace I leave with you. This is the same Greek word, irene. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. All right? Now, remember this word, peace, means security, safety, prosperity, felicity. Okay? Now, I'm focusing on, if you allow, prosperity. Being a flower. Prosperity. Because what people uh, need is love. I, I know that. We, we, the world needs now is love, sweet love. I know. But love, Shanta, won't pay no bills. I know love should have brought you home last night, but, <laughs> but love won't keep the lights on. Right? You can't eat love Thanksgiving morning. Glory to God. You need some N-O-N-E-Y. You need some financial prosperity. So, uh, so is it okay if I talk about that this, today? Okay. So prosperity is part of this piece. This is not me making this up. You look it up. If you have your own little doodad, your little device, you look it up for yourself. I don't, I don't have to make anything up. It's right there for everybody to see. So it's security, safety, uh, prosperity, felicity, because peace and harmony make and keep things safe and prosperous. Couples, families, when you stay in harmony, you keep things safe and prosperous. If you get in disharmony or strife, it affects your whole life. You can't get your money to work right when you're in strife. It got quiet right there. Okay, well, I'll keep moving. So peace, so let's say this. Peace including, not, not this, I'm saying it. Peace including prosperity is heaven's reality. Okay? It's heaven's reality. And God wants, again, this reality, heaven's reality, be, to become your reality, my reality. Okay? God doesn't need uh, finances in heaven. And, right? Everything's already taken care of up there. We need finances here. So that's why Jesus Christ, when he said in John 14, 27, you know, peace, I leave with you. Because I'm leaving. I'm not going to need that where I'm going. You need it because you're staying down here. Right? So I'm leaving this peace. I'm leaving this prosperity with you. Okay? Now, God wants us to have it. Everybody say, God wants me to have it. Okay, remember what he said, my peace I give to you. Now get uh, Psalm 29, verse 11 on the screen for me, please. Psalm 29 and verse 11. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's read what it says here. 
It says the Lord will give strength to his people. When you look at that word strength, I didn't send it to him, but that word strength in the, in the Hebrew is the word Oz or Oz, Oz, you know, Wizard of Oz, Oz, which literally means material or physical, political or social strength. So when he says he'll give you strength, he'll give you uh, political strength, social strength, he'll give you material strength, physical strength. Okay? Then it says the Lord will bless his people, bless his people with what? Peace. That is that word shalom. I'll show you that here in a second. So then it says the Lord will bless his people with it. So prosperity is a blessing. I heard this side. That side is saying anything. Prosperity is a blessing. Don't let, it, don't let it, any preacher tell you wrong. Oh, don't get all that money stuff. Okay. Don't get into it. But you better let it get to you. Because you're going to need, when you walk into Publix and try to get them, them yams for your meal, you're going to need some money. So stop. don't fake like you don't need it. Okay? And God knows that. Jesus Christ knew that, so he said, I'm leaving you something. You got it? Now, let's look at this word. We've been looking at peace in the Greek, right? Irene. Say it, Irene. But let's look at this word, peace, because when you go back here to, no, no go back to Psalm 29, 11. Psalm 29, 11, And it says the Lord will bless his people with peace. When you look in the Old Testament, you don't look at Greek, you look at Hebrew. Right? The Old Testament is written in Hebrew. So you look at, now this word peace in the Hebrew, it's the Hebrew word shalom. Shalom. Let's put that on the screen for me, please. Shalom. Listen, let's look at what it means. Completeness, or we can say wholeness. Soundness. Welfare. Now don't thank government cheese. <laughs> government peanut butter. Now that government peanut butter was good. You can make them, you can make them peanut butter cookies. Some of y'all too young remember that. But some of us old enough to remember government peanut butter, government cheese. That government cheese made good grilled cheese sandwiches. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie to you. Bring back government cheese. Bring back some of that government peanut butter. <laughs> Bring that back. So welfare literally means to fare well. It means to do well. Right? Then it says peace. We know that because that's the word. But it also includes safety, health. Health. So he'll bless you with health. Remember, we talked about that here a little, little bit ago. Not just healing. Health. I am the healed, protecting my health from sickness and disease. Divine healing is great, but divine health is even better. To walk and be healthy all the time. Glory to God. Glory to God. And then prosperity. This is in, I don't have to make it up. You look it up on your own little doodad, you'll see that's what it means. So we, we're not stretching anything when we talk about peace have, or including your money. You got it? Okay, now, this same word shalom, you'll find it in Jeremiah 33. I want you to get three verses. Jeremiah 33, verse 3, verse 6, verse 9. Jeremiah 33, verse 3, 6, and 9. We're going to get to it here. Jeremiah 33, verse 3 says, Call to me, and what? Isn't that good? You know, if you call the White House, or call the governor's mansion, or call City Hall, they might not answer you. And yet, 
the highest ranking prelate of the universe. Prelate, P-R-E-L-E-L-A-T-E, look it up. Of the, <laughs> of the universe says you call me and I'll answer you. And show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Then he says, verse 6, verse 6, Behold, I will bring it, what? This part of peace, right? I will heal them and reveal to them the abundance of peace and truth. So an abundance of health, an abundance of welfare, an abundance of prosperity, an abundance of soundness. Got it? Not then he wants to shock us here, Pastor Roe. Look at verse 9. Because verse 9, God pushes even further here. He says, then it shall be to me a name of joy, a praise, and an honor before all nations of the earth who shall hear all the good that I do to them. The them is his people. They, the world, shall fear and tremble for all the goodness and all the shalom. It's the same word. But here it's translated right to prosperity. So prosperity is not my idea, Pastor Durba's idea, Brother Copeland's idea, Brother Jesse. No, this is God's idea. It's God's plan. It's God's will for his people. So he says here, they're going to they're be shocked. God wants to give you shocking prosperity. That'll shock all your cousins and shock all your friends and shock all your coworkers and shock all your neighbors who, who want to know how did that happen. Well, it was the goodness of my father, the goodness of my Lord, the goodness of Jesus Christ, the prince of prosperity. Everybody say shocking prosperity. So Jesus said it like this. Chris, he said, this peace, I'm giving to you. He said, I'm leaving it with you. I don't need it where I'm going. I'm leaving this with you. Glory to God. So we have peace that's been left for us. Soundness. Wholeness. Health. No reason for us to be unhealthy. Not when he said, I left health for you. Prosperity. Finances. No reason for us to be broke. Now, I understand if you start that way. I, I know it. I know about broke. Now, I didn't start out broke. I started out doing, doing well. I was working and doing, doing real well. My wife and I decided, well, we didn't decide. We followed the Holy Spirit who had us go full-time in ministry. Well, that's different. Pastor Joshua, that's different. My wife was a chemical engineer, making good money. You know that bi-weekly good money as an engineer? You know what I'm talking about as an engineer? That good money with the good, you know them good benefits. Just, just get your eyes checked on Tuesday, just because it's Tuesday. And then I was a barber. That's that cash money daily. 
I was MCM, man. Money, cash, money right there. Right? Making cash money, that's what MCM stands for. That's, I'm, I'm making it that. Making cash money. That's that, that's that daily, that's that daily load. I see David Lee right there. That's my friend David Lee. Come on, you know, that's that daily load. He's one of the best barbers in town. Tony back there, you just, that's that, boy, that daily. And it smell like hair tonic to you. <laughs> so we never had any want for anything. Then the Lord said, well, I want you to go full-time ministry. What? At the same time, what? So we understood. That's how we got to a Christmas where we don't have no money and the kids. You see? But people are shocked now. At the goodness and prosperity that God has shown to us in a little bit of church. Yeah. A little bit of church. <laughs> but it's not us, it's God. If we could explain it, it wouldn't be God. If you can explain it, it won't be God. He just wants you to give him a chance, Psalm 34, verse 8, ease the read version, to show him how good he is because great blessings belong to those who depend on him. So if you would depend on him, he'll shock the sugar out of all your family. How many of y'all need some of your family just to be shocked? <laughs> so I'll I leave you something. I'll leave you something. I'll leave you something. I give you something. Now, if I give it to you, I don't have it. Oh, man, thank you, Holy Ghost. So as people in the church still going to Jesus, well, I need your peace. I gave it to you. I left it down there. You look it up here for it. He said, I left it down there. Oh, this is challenging somebody's theology. I left it down there. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I left it down there. Hold this. All right, so if, if, I, if I got a $100 bill, right? This, this prosperity. This prosperity. If I say... I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you. What's your name? Lorida. Where are you from? Welcome. So, Lorida, if I said this is prosperity, right? And I burnt. Okay, let, let me stand up. So I'm Jesus, Lorda, and I say, Lorda, my prosperity, I leave with you, I give it to you. Now, if I give it to you, now hold that, hold it, hold it, hold it. I want you to hold it. Now, if you need 100, do you come back to me for it? You have it. So you don't have to ask me for it anymore. Right? She got it. Right? So all you do is just use it. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. 
Right? You just, you just use it. You just use your peace. You just use your prosperity. You ain't going to run out. You ain't going to run out. You ain't going to run out. He said, that's my peace. Not as the world gives with limitations. Not as the world gives with qualifications, recertifications. He says, no, I give it to you. Freely, just have it, just use it. And he said, now don't let, you, said, don't let your heart not be troubled. Don't let it be afraid. You ain't got to be afraid no more. You ain't got to be afraid no more. You ain't got to be afraid no more. I left you something that you can use. Jesus, peace. All right. All right, now. <laughs> I got it. You got Jesus, peace, man. You got this? All right, now. Go to Luke, please. Luke 2. I should have asked for extra time on the clock today. Luke 2. Luke 2. Yeah, we're not even here Wednesday night, are we? Luke 2. Yeah, yeah, okay. Luke 2, because I told you God wants us to have this shock and prosperity. So, so to do that, he sent Jesus, the Prince of Prosperity. Right? So let's look at Luke 2 and verse 4. I'm going I'm to read a few verses here. You got it? Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. That means house of bread, house of bread, okay, because he was of the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was what? With child. With child. She's pregnant. She's good and pregnant now. She got a little more than just a baby bump. She's good and pregnant here. Uh, so it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him. That's why you wrap your gifts. Laid him. <laughs> you make it pretty. In a manger because there was no room in the inn. It's important. Not because they were poor. Now, they weren't wealthy. Don't, don't, I don't want you to get, they weren't wealthy. I can prove that, but I don't have time. You can prove it by the gifts that they gave a couple years, uh, they were going to present. I, can, I could go doctrinally, but, but the reason why, they, why he was in a manger, in a stable, because there was no room in the inn. Right? You know how it was. Husband Joseph forgot to make reservations. You, 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 you know, you know Mary, her hormones are all raging. I'm, I'm going to stand back here when I say that. 
Mary, her hormones is going crazy. She's pregnant. You know how y'all get when you're pregnant. Oh, my God. Oh, Joseph, we in the town. Is everybody going to be in town? This is the big time pay taxes. Here she come. Oh, Joseph, where are we staying tonight, baby? Oh. Uh-oh. Ah, oh, I knew it was something I forgot to do. Dog it. I forgot to make reservations. That sounds just like the man, don't it? I got to have my baby in a barn. When this over, when this is over. You better be glad this is God's baby. Right? So there's no room in the end. Verse 8, now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, living out there in the fields. Shepherds were living out there. That's not good. I understand working out there. They said they were living out there. When you're living out there in the field, you need some good news. When you're living in the fields, that means like, almost like homeless, you know what I'm saying? You, you need some good news. God knows that. So watch. And behold, verse 9, an angel of the Lord stood before them. He could announce this to anybody. But Father God chose to make this announcement to some guys living out in the field. He didn't go to the palace and announce this. He didn't go down to the Ritz-Carlton and announce, hey, there's a baby born. He went down to some guys living in the field. Y'all religious people, y'all struggling. Y'all struggling because y'all so deep. They're living in the field. Well, it said they're keeping a flock. Yeah, but it said they were living out there. You don't live at your job. You go work your shift. Even if they're shepherds, they're going to go work their shift and go back. They said they were living out there. They broke. They ain't made no money yet on their flock. They got to get their flock to the market. So the angel came and stood before them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Christ. He announced him as Christ, uh, the Messiah. That's what this Christ is. He's the anointed one. He's the Messiah, the one they've been looking for. All right? Verse 12. And this will be a, a sign to you, the sign to you, you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. So he said, this is going to be a sign to you. You're going, the sign is, the baby is going to be in a manger. That's the sign. That's the sign. Now, that's deeper than you think. Because a manger, first of all, if, if Anne is going to give birth to a baby next year, you're not going to make her 
you, you're not, you, you're not going to put your baby in a manger. You're going to put your baby up on a, you know, a, some hay or something in the barn. You're going to make it nice. Because the manger is the, is the same as, it's a feeding trough. It's where, where the, the cows or the, or the cattle or the oxen came and ate. But the Bible says the sign will be that you'll find the baby in the manger. Now, can I borrow two minutes? Yes. Now, turn to Proverbs 14.4. I'll show you something. In the NIV. Proverbs 14.4 NIV. I want you to see this real quick. This will be a revelation to somebody here. You can take it home and use it next week. Proverbs 14.4 in the NIV. Glory to God. Where there are no oxen, the manger is empty. But from the strength of an ox come abundant harvest. Where there are no oxen, the manger is empty. But from the strength of an ox come abundant harvest. Jesus, the sign is that you'll find him in a manger. So the manger is no longer empty. You'll get it, you'll get it, you'll get it, you'll get it later on. So the manger eternally. See, this, we read this every month. I know you never seen it, I ain't never seen it. But the manger now is not empty. You'll find this baby in a manger. Now, if you, if you study the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, if you study the book of Ezekiel, you'll also see that Jesus Christ was typified in four ways. One as a man, one as an eagle, one as a lion, one as an ox. The book of Mark, you read the book of Mark, if you understand and study it, he's depicted throughout the book of Mark as the ox, the servant of God. Jesus came as the ox. But the sign was the ox wouldn't be feeding at the manger. The ox was going to be in the manger. That's why it's a sign. If he was by the manger, it wouldn't be any, any big deal. But the ox is in the manger. That's why it's a sign. So you got it. So you, you and I now get abundant harvest. By the strength of the ox. Oh, Holy Ghost, help them get it. Holy Ghost, open their eyes and they may see what you just said to us. Tell your neighbor, the, the manger is no longer empty. God filled it with himself. That's why now, from now on, we're supposed to be living on abundant harvest. Got it? All right, go back to Luke real quick. That was my two minutes. Go back to Luke, verse 13. Woo, watch this. And suddenly, there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God. So, Silent night, no baby. 
Well, nothing silent about this night. When Jesus, the Savior of the world, was born, the skies were filled with a heavenly host. And they began saying, watch this, watch this. Glory to God in the highest and on earth Glory to God, you got it, deep in the highest and on earth. Come on, come on, come on, son. Well, how is it going to be peace on earth? Because the, the ox is in the manger. The ox has left heaven. He's come down as the humble servant, and now he's on the earth. So now. Heaven's peace is on earth and goodwill. Now, I'm not talking about goodwill or I used to go buy my clothes. I'm talking about goodwill. God's goodness willed to men. In fact, if you read several translations of that, you'll see that it's talking about that goodwill is toward those who please him. So the goodwill is not extended, it's offered, but it's not available to everybody. It's available and used by those who please God. So just make sure you're on that side, be on the right side of this thing here, and you get all God's goodness willed to you, and you get his peace on earth. Now remember that, this word peace, we're back in the New Testament here, is the Greek word irene, which means security, Safety, come on. Prosperity and felicity. Right? So this is what he says is now on earth. So now it makes sense then in John 14, 27, when he said, I'm about to leave and go back. He said, but I'm, I'm not taking this piece back with me. I'm leaving it here. See right here, peace on earth. It's come down. And when he leaves, he said, no, 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 I'm, I'm going to leave that here. I was only here temporary. I was only visiting. In other words, uh, 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 if, if I went to visit, um, Glenn, give me, a, give me a country you visited in the army. Did you ever visit other foreign nations? Europe. Okay, so let's. That's, that's a continent. Give me a particular country. Germany. The, the Frank. Is that what they use in Germany, the Frank? Mark? Deutschmark. They, I mean, that's Euro now. You old, man. When, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm messing with you. Huh? The Mark. Right, Frank is in France, right? I don't know. Okay. So let's say the Frank. In Germany, okay. In in the mark in Germany, okay. All right. So you Japan with the yen. So let's say, for sake of argument, everybody on the same page, we're we're gonna go all go visit Germany, and we're gonna get some German marks, but we're just visiting. When I leave Germany, going back to the states. I don't need these. 
Because I can't walk into Walmart over here with no marks. I, could you imagine driving through the farm store? Y'all remember the farm store? Yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you can't drive through the farm store with no marks. They're going to say, man, get out of here with that. So you, <laughs> some of y'all, so you leave the marks back in Germany. Jesus came here for a visit. He brought peace with him because he would need that on this earth. So go going back to heaven. He don't need that up there in heaven. Oh, this, this is another example. I, this, this, I remember this, I remember this uh, when, I, when I was a little, little guy, uh, maybe your age, older. We go to Chuck E. Cheese. I know y'all going Dave and Buster's now. Y'all high class, high class. But we used to go to Chuck E. Cheese. When you went to Chuck E. Cheese, you got all these tokens, all these tickets. When I left, I didn't take the tokens with me. I find some other little kid. Hey, you want these tokens? Because I'm leaving. My mama said it's time to go. My mama said time to go. So you can have my tokens because I can't use these tokens nowhere. They're, they're, the tokens are only good here. So why, since you're staying, I'm going to let you have these tokens for you to enjoy yourself. Jesus is saying to us, I'm leaving, but when I go, I'm going to leave this peace with you so you can enjoy yourself. I'm leaving you all these tokens and all these tickets to go and pick out what you want. Pick out what you want. You didn't have enough tokens, enough tickets to get what you wanted, but I'm leaving mine with you. So glory to God in the highest end on earth, peace and goodwill toward men. Go back to Isaiah. Man, I got to hurry up. Isaiah 9. Isaiah 9. Glory to God in the highest. On earth, peace. Now, I told you Wednesday night, when you read Isaiah 9, Isaiah chapter 8 was a um, word talking about the gloom that was coming on the earth. Okay, gloom coming on the earth. But chapter 9 now tells us that he's going to bring a light in the midst of all that gloom. Okay, so that means even when uh, things are sour for the whole world, for those of us in the body of Christ, we're supposed to have peace and goodwill. So I'm not moved by the economic situation. I don't, I don't, I don't uh, participate in all their recessions and all their things that they go through, no, because I've learned, no, we have a different economy. We've been left a gift of peace. You got it? Okay, so Isaiah 9 and verse 6. I'm going to go right to it here. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Man, the Lord showed us something on that Wednesday night, didn't he? So a child is born, that's natural. Son is given, that's spiritual. Child is born, that's a beginning. Son is given, that's an ending. Right? Son is a mature level here. Okay? But I want to show you one more thing about that. Go to the book of Galatians, please. Or they can put it on the screen for us. Galatians 4, verse 3 through 7. Galatians 4, 3 through 7. Just hold where you are. Galatians 4, 3 through 7. I want you to see this here. I want you to see why the Bible is... Explicit about child born, son given. Even so we, when we were children, when we were children, 
were in bondage under the elements of the world. So a child is in bondage under the elements. A child can't make anything happen. Okay? Verse 5. Verse 5. Glory to God. I'm sorry. Verse 4. Verse 4. But when the fullness of the time had come, time for Mary to be delivered, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, just like we just read in verse 3. A child under the beggarly elements of this world. Got it? So born under the law. Jesus Christ was born under the law. Verse 5. To redeem those who were under the, the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. Born as a child, but given as a son, that we who were children might become sons. Got it? And verse 6. Verse 6. And because you are... Son. Say it again. Because you are what? Son. God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out what? Abba, Father, verse 7, verse 7, therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son, and if a son, then. You see it? You see why I preach the other week, poor no more? You can't be poor anymore because you're an heir of God through Christ. You got it? Okay, so Isaiah 9, 6, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The government will be upon his shoulder. The government is upon his shoulder. Shoulder. Right? Government upon his shoulder. All the authority, all the rule. Matthew 28, 18, he said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Right? And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor. Some, some translations read it, Wonderful Counselor, which is probably better stated. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. I, I like it in uh, one place. I think it's in the, the, the uh, passage translation when it says Wonderful Counselor. It says uh, Extraordinary Strategist. Yes, sir. Yeah. He's an extraordinary strategist. He knows how to give you the exact strategy to whoop the devil. Now watch this. Mighty God. Everlasting Father, and here it is, Prince of Peace. Now that word peace is what word in Hebrew? Shalom. Shalom. And we talked about wholeness, soundness, and so forth, but we're talking about today he's the Prince of Prosperity. Everybody say, Jesus Christ Christ is the Prince prince of Peace. peace. He's the Prince prince of Prosperity. prosperity. All right, now. Prince, we know what a prince is. It's a ruler. It's one who rules, one uh, who shares dominion. But I want to, remember, he's the prince of prosperity. And I want to expand our understanding of that word prince. Okay? The word prince in the Hebrew from uh, Strong's 8269 is the Hebrew word sar, S-A-R. Sar. Now let's look at this here real quick. Focus your eyes on this. It's formed from two Hebrew roots. A verb meaning to wrestle, to fight. 
And another verb meaning to rule or to govern as royalty. So combined, the word Tsar means or it is warring prince. Oh, somebody get this in a minute. Ha. Elder Jeff, you see it. This word prince, don't just think Prince Charles and Prince William and Prince uh, Andrew and what's the other guy who's Harry? Huh? Oh, yeah, Prince Andrew, they kind of booted him out the door, you know. He got booted. These guys, they go around, they do, do nice stuff. They dress nice, which is good. But they're, they're not fighting. Jesus, thank you, Holy Ghost. I didn't see that earlier. Is called in many places son of David. And if you know anything about David, David wasn't some prissy little. David was the kind of fellow to run up on a giant. Hey, what to do? Right? David run up on a giant and say, hey, this day, I'm going to have your head. David was a guy who, when Saul uh, told, told him, well, if you want to marry my daughter, you got to go out and kill so many Philistines. He said, I'll be right back. <laughs> hold up. Hold up right there. I'll be right back. David was a worshiper, but don't get him twisted. He wasn't a worshiper, right? He was a worshiper. He knew how to worship, but you, he knew how to war at the same time. He knew how to throw down. He knew how to get some justice. David knew he knew how to battle. Was that good? I, good, I couldn't do it again. See, that's the anointing, man, because I couldn't do that in the natural. I couldn't, in all my life, I couldn't do that. <laughs> Jesus Christ, thou son of David. He's going to sit, matter of fact, Isaiah 9 and verse 7, put up Isaiah 9 verse 7 on the screen, because the Holy Ghost, thank you, Holy Ghost, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end upon the throne of David. So the Lord ties him to David. David was a warrior king. He's a king who went and did battle. David, Saul has killed his thousands, but David, That's a bad man. David knew how to fight. David fought to get the kingdom established. So when you read Jesus Christ, that he is prince of peace, don't think, well, I come to bring you peace. All my father's children. Think of it as, I fought. I conquered for your peace. He's the warrior prince. It might, it might do you good to even write that word in your Bible, warrior. 
warrior prince of peace. They got all kind of movies about warrior princes and all that kind of stuff like that. But he was the original warrior prince. Are y'all seeing this here? So he is the warrior prince of prosperity. Are you getting it? <laughs> Some of y'all guys, y'all, y'all like MMA? I saw, I saw a hand go like this. Like you couldn't really admit it. Y'all know what I mean? This is what they call, they got other groups. UFC, all that kind of fighting. But those guys, to me, real warriors, man. To the death. To the death. To the death. To the death. The warrior prince fought to the death. And when his enemy fought, he had defeated him. What he didn't know was that through death, the warrior prince was simply getting an entrance into his headquarters. The only way Jesus could go down into hell was to die. So I'm going to lay my life down and go through your little scheme. Because your little scheme, the Bible said, the Bible tells us because the Bible says if the enemy had known that this was going to happen, he wouldn't have crucified the Lord. In other words, the devil's real stupid. I said the devil's real stupid because had he known this was going to happen, he would not have crucified the Lord. He didn't know that by killing him, he was giving him entrance into his own headquarters. So Jesus went through that to go down into hell for you and me. Whipped the devil on his own home turf. Whipped him on his own court. And then took captive, took back the keys to death and hell and the grave and got back on resurrection ground with all power in his hand. The, see the devil, glory to God, he shall be called, he shall be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. The devil knew that. So the devil in, in Luke, Luke 4, tried to trick the Prince of Peace into just receiving it. So the devil took him over on a high mountain and said, all these this kingdoms and all their glory, I will give you, if you just worship me, I'll give it to you. Jesus said, man, I ain't come here to just like that. No, I'm a, I'm a warrior prince. I'm, I'm going to beat you. I'm going to beat, I'm going to take all your milk money. I'm going to take all your lunch money. I'm going to take all your car money. I'm going to take all your house money. I'm going to take all your stuff, devil. I ain't going to let you off this scot-free like that. So Jesus knew he had to fight. And so he went down into hell and he fought and he won. Now watch. Watch this. Colossians 2, verse 14 and 15 in the King James. 
Colossians 2, verse 14. I'm almost done. Y'all, you just watched it. Colossians 2, verse 14, 15, King James. It says, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that, were, that was against us, which was contrary to us. So there were ordinances that were against us and contrary to us. The laws were against us. We were under the curse of the law. Galatians 3, 13 and 14. And took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. Verse 15. And having spoiled Jesus. Having, yeah, having spoiled principalities and powers, that's all demonic forces, he made a show of them openly. Triumphing over them in it. This is the warrior prince of prosperity. He spoiled them. Now, to the victor goes the spoils. For there to be a victory, there must be a battle. Jesus Christ showed up as a warrior and fought the battle against the enemy. And he beat them all up at one time. All of them. All of them. All of them. He took all of them on. Because you, you understand, you understand when Jesus Christ, when they had him down in hell, all the demons had to report back to hell. They all reported because they got to keep him because they know the prophetic word too. They know he said, in three days I'm going to rise again. So they got to try to keep him down. But the Bible already said, you will not leave my soul in hell, nor allow your Holy One to see corruption. So the Bible says God raised Jesus from the dead. And he got up. And it says he, he spoiled. So the word spoil means he plundered. He took all their stuff. So when the devil was trying to offer him on the mountain, Jesus just took it. Now let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Florida. Whose hundred is that now? That's yours. It was mine, it's hers. If Jesus spoiled Satan, then what Satan had is now Jesus's. And if it's Jesus's now, I'm a joint heir with Jesus. That means it's mine. Give me, give me another place. John 16, 33. John 16, 33. Glory to God. Boy, I'm going to wrap it up and send y'all home. Are y'all seeing this prosperity here? Are you seeing the warrior prince of prosperity? What he's done for you? He, that's, what, that's exactly what I'm trying to get across, baby. He fought for your money. You ain't got to fight your ex for no money. You ain't got to fight no baby daddy for no money. You ain't got to fight no government for no money. Jesus Christ already fought you for, for, my, for your money. He already fought for your money. He fought. He fought. He won. He battled for, for your money. He didn't get it for him. He didn't need it. I said he didn't get it for him. He didn't need it. He got it for you. He got it for you. He got it for you over here. He got it for me. That would be like, 
that would be like, uh, deep. Well, I can't use you. Your wife gone. And she gonna step down. I'm gonna use, use Dwight and Rhonda. That'd be like, Dwight, you get an offer from Floyd Money Mayweather, who says, Floyd, who says, Dwight, we're gonna do three rounds, pay per view. I'm gonna make 100 million, but don't worry, I'll give you 50. Right? Now, we're gonna do this in six months. Now, what you going to do, Dwight? You're going to start training. Luanda going to say, babe, you want some cornbread, some turkey wings? I can't eat that. I'm training. Dwight, let's go on vacation. I can't go on vacation, girl. I'm training. I'm about to go in this ring. And she said, why are you doing that? I don't, you ain't got to do that. I want to spend time. He's going to say, baby, I'm doing this for you. Y'all better catch it. I'm doing this for you. Why are you going through what you're going through? I'm doing this for you. So come time, get in the ring. He get in the ring, man. Oh. Oh. You run as much as you can. You just back it up. You're like, how long? Come on, Lord. Come on. All of a sudden, pop. Oh. And he look, he like, oh, this hurts. But he look out, baby, I'm doing this for you. Pop. He turned around, Luanda, I love you. Pop. Jesus. Why don't you save yourself? If you're the son of God, why don't you save yourself? I can't save myself. I'm doing this for you. I'm going through what I'm going through for you. I'm going to the cross for you. I'm going to the grave for you. I'm going to hell for you. And when the fight's over and they cut that check, Dwight gets that check. And come and say, baby, this for you. The same, Dwight might have been the conqueror, but Lawanda was more than a conqueror. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us enough to go through all he went through who endured the cross, who despised the shame, and he's now set at the right hand of the Father. And we've been made to sit together in him in heavenly places. So watch it, watch it, watch it, watch this, watch this, watch this. These things I've spoken to you, that in me you may have prosperity. Do you see what Jesus went through? He already fought for you. You know why you're debt free? Because he fought for you. He went ahead of you. 
able to sell no house in one day. Full price. Well, you can if he fought for you. He said that in me, you may have peace, wholeness, soundness, safety, security, prosperity, felicity. In the world, in the world, you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. Celebrate. Rejoice. Praise your God. Because I've already overcome the world. I've overcome it. I fought the battle for you. I am not just the Prince of Peace. I'm the warring Prince of Peace. I'm the warring Prince of Prosperity. I've already fought and I've already won and I've given you the victory. Now, Now he, why he had to fight was because Adam gave up his prosperity in the garden. In other words, Satan came on Adam's territory and took it from him. So Jesus had to go on Satan's territory and take it back. And that was the last time. I know because if you read Isaiah 9, verse 7, put it on the screen, watch this. Isaiah 9, verse 7. Oh, my God. Put, put verse 6 back on the screen. Verse 6. Can we just, can we just read verse 6? Verse 6. For unto us a child is born, read it, unto us, and the government, and his name, Say Prince of, Prince of Prosperity. Verse 7. Of the increase of his government and peace. Watch this. So that's the last fight. That's it. Ain't no more fights. And there's no more rematches. Now, every time the devil comes against you, he's trying to get a rematch. Y'all missed it. Every time he shows up trying to make you poor and keep you impoverished, he's trying to get a rematch. But you got to say, man, my brother already beat you. My brother already beat you, man. Keep messing with me. I'm going to call my big... You don't, you don't, Don't let me call my brother. You don't want no more of that. And it says of the increase. Increase is the Hebrew word marbe. M-A-R-B-H, which means abundance. Increase. Comes from a Hebrew word, another Hebrew word, rabah, which means multiplication. Plenty. So of the abundance, increase, multiplication, and plenty of his government, there will, and his peace, and his prosperity, and of his prosperity, there will be no end. So there's no end to his prosperity. 
There's no limit to his prosperity. That's why you don't want to live on credit limits and, and spending limits and, 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 and income limits and all. No, you want to be on unlimited resources. Glory to God. There will be no end. Can I give you one more word here? Of the increase of his government. That word government is the Hebrew word misra, M-I-S-R-A-H. There's enough Hebrew and Greek for y'all today. It means rule, dominion, government, but here's what I like. It's from the Hebrew word sarah, which means empire. Y'all missed it. What happened? Satan came into the Garden of Eden and struck against God's empire. Jesus said, that ain't the last movie. In the sequel, the empire strikes back. And now he has built an empire. We are part of an empire. We're, we're not just in the church. The church is part of an empire. And too many people in the body of Christ miss it because all they know is church. I attend church. I go home. I attend church. I go home and never understand you are part of an empire. In an empire, there, there's, more, there's more than one entity. First thing that came to my mind, don't, don't judge me, was Jay-Z. Jay-Z has built a business empire. Came in just rapping. But an empire now, he's got drinks and he's got clothes and he's got sports, sporting, uh, 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 sports figures and uh, teams and he's, got, he's built an empire. I want you to understand, you're part of an empire. God's got more than just church. Oh, God. Revelation 11.15. Hopefully that's right. Revelation 11.15. That's it. Watch this empire. The seventh angel sounded, and there were loud voices in heaven saying, the kingdom's of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ and he shall reign forever. What is that saying? It means what, what it, how, how somebody builds an empire many times is they buy up other businesses or they do sometimes it's called hostile takeovers. What I need you to see is that Jesus Christ has more than just the church. In, oh, God. In these last days, we are part of his empirical team. We are part of his eternal dynasty. And our job will be to ascend to the top of every one of these mountains of influence. All these kingdoms of influence. And so business is going to come under the kingdom of God. Education is going to come under the kingdom of God. Religion, all of it, 
is going to come under the kingdom of God. Education and government is going to come under. Media has to come under. Arts and entertainment, including all the sports teams, have to come under. Because the Bible says, in the end, the angel will declare that the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. So do business, do arts, do entertainment, do education, do media, do government. Occupy, Luke 19, 13. Occupy, do business till he comes. With the mindset that I'm going to climb this mountain of influence and I'm going to go all the way to the top of this industry because I'm going to give this whole thing over to Jesus. He already warred for me. Now I'm going to war for him. Tell your neighbor, it's time to take over. Oh, boy, I, I feel that prophetic on me. In 2020, tell your neighbor, it's time to take over. No more stand at the bottom. It's time to climb that mountain and take over that mountain. Jesus Christ, the warrior prince, has already fought for you. He's already gotten the victory for you. Just strap on your horse. Get on that horse. It's time to ride out and go victory to victory to victory. Give God a shout of praise this morning. I have one more word for you. Romans 16, verse 20. Don't put it on the screen yet. I want you to hear it. Romans 16, 20. You got it written down? This is a word for you for this coming year. And the God of Irene, the God of safety, of security, of felicity, of prosperity, will crush Satan under your feet in just a minute. Everybody on your feet. Just get your little, little foot space from your neighbor. Just, and I want you to, because he said he's going to crush him under your feet. So I wonder if you could just be, do a prophetic demonstration with your own foot. And just, just, just put it on, put, just put it on the devil right now. Just the God of prosperity is about to crush the devil under my feet. Surely it won't be long now. It won't be long now. It won't be long now. Give God a shout of praise.
to shout a praise. Hallelujah. 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 And it says the God of peace is going to do it. Oh, well, that's, 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 that's God. Yep. He shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty, God. Mighty, God. Mighty, God. He whooped him. But in a minute, he going to crush him. Under your feet. Under your feet shortly. And all the trouble he's been causing and bringing against you, you will see this enemy no more again forever. You're not going to see that debt no more. You're not going to see that lack anymore. You're not going to see that physical problem he keeps trying to bring against you. No more. Keep coming back with symptoms. No, no. He's going to crush them. Because prosperity isn't just money. Healed from now on. Happy from now on. Y'all married couples, you're going to be happy in this 2020. And I got news for the singles. Man or no man. Woman or no woman. You're going to be happy in 2020 yourself. Because Jesus already, he fought for your happiness. He fought for it. You ain't got to fight. The only thing you fight is a good fight of faith. Now all it is is keeping, keeping your soul in check. Your fight is to keep your praise up. You hear me? Your fight is to keep your praise up. I will yet praise him more and more for the help of his countenance. I will praise him more and more for the help of his countenance. For the help of his countenance. And every time his face shines, he's going to help you more and more. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we receive your peace. We receive it. Thank you that we don't have to fight anymore for it. We're just going to receive it and walk in it. And sit at your feet enough to hear your voice. We're going to settle ourselves down, stop all of our running, all of our worrying, all of our striving, all of our anxiety, so we can hear your voice. You will speak peace to me. <laughs> As your word said, you will, you will speak peace to me. 
Thank you, Father, that you speak peace. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I pray that you speak peace in every situation today, every family, every marriage, every single person, every, every single parent household, everyone whose business is shaky or rocky, every career, everything that pertains to us, Father. I thank you that you've left the peace with us that passes all understanding. That peace that the world doesn't give, the peace that you give to us. Father, I pray that these, your people, will experience, as your word said, an abundance of peace. The abundance of peace and truth. I speak today healing to everyone in this room. Wherever there's a sickness or a disease, wherever there's a pain, any suffering in the physical body, I curse it now and I command the peace of God on every person's body. From the crowns of our heads to the soles of our feet. Internal, external. From the skin, internally, Lord, to every organ, down to every cell, I speak the peace of God, wholeness, wholeness of God, wholeness, soundness in our bodies, soundness in our minds. I speak that peace. And Father, today you said in your word, you will bless us with peace. Thank you that you bless us with peace. Hallelujah. I thank you for shocking peace. Shocking prosperity. <laughs> That'll shock those who know us, who know that there's no way in the world we should be able to do this or have this or go here or whatever. And we vow that we will testify to your goodness, your power, your love, your glory, your anointing in our lives. Thank you, Jesus, for being our warrior prince. And thank you for giving us the victory. We love you. We appreciate you. We give you all the glory and all the honor. It's in that matchless name of Jesus Christ we do pray. Everybody who agrees, say amen. amen. Put those hands together and give God a praise today for the word.